Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Love it. Amen. You can do this. Grab yours if you would and go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 today. And uh, I'm just going to let you know there's a lot of Bible. All right, today a lot of passages. I had a hard time narrowing, da- narrowing down uh, today's message because there's just so much on this subject. But I believe we end up with where God wants us to be today. And uh, you can follow along right there in your Bible. Also, if you use the YouVersion Bible app, you can click right now on the, that app, click more than events, and you'll find Faith Renewed live event taking place. And I encourage you to follow along there. Also, save it, share it, all those good things. Amen. Well, let's do this. If you've got Matthew chapter 6, we're going to start at verse 19. And if you've got it, say, Pastor, go ahead and read it. I will do it. Let's do it. Verse 19. Don't keep hoarding for yourselves earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Mm. I'm reading red letters today. It's the words of Jesus. It is in the Passion Translation, but same meaning. Don't keep hoarding for yourselves earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually rusts decays, and loses its value. Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourselves that cannot be stolen and will never rust, decay, or lose their value. Can I get an amen in the house? Amen. We're in a time where there's a lot of talk about stockpiling and stocking up, but uh, he says that we are to do it this way, stockpiling heaven. So don't forget in all the Stockpiling to stockpile some things in glory. Amen. Verse 21, for your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. Wow. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. If your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. I love that. But if your eyes are focused on money, The light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place. How profound will be the darkness within you if the light of truth cannot enter? Very strong verse. It says in verse 24, how could you worship two gods at the same time? You will have to hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other And you cannot worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. You cannot worship the true capital G God while enslaved to the little g God of money. Can we pray? Let's talk to him. Father, thank you for your, thank you for your love. Thank you for this family. And I speak your blessings over them in the name of Jesus. Would you say it with me? Amen. 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 We're family. Amen. You got to remember that today as I share this message. We're family, amen, and I love it. And uh, I want you to tell your neighbor that, you know, whether you like it or not, all right, we're family, all right? Whether you like it or not, we are family. Love it. We're in a series right now. I've been in this thing for a while, and we have been going through it, man. We've been digging into it. 
And God has been showing us some stuff. Amen. It's been incredible what we've seen the Holy Spirit do. It's been incredible. It's been amazing. Last week on the spirit of unity, we talked about the power of agreement. Amen. Very passionate about that subject. I cannot stand division and separation. I love to pray what God pray, make us one. And we learned this last week that God works in our agreement and Satan works in our argument. Amen. And so we learn to walk together in agreement. And today, as we look at we are family, I want to speak and title this message today, what God put on my heart. And it's, it is called this, it's the blessed family. Come on. Anybody want to be blessed? Amen. I mean, I want to be a part of a blessed family. And I love it because, again, that's what God wants for us. And I want you to know this. We are four months into this series now. Amen. Four months in, 17 weeks into this thing. And today I want to take time and pause and teach on and show you scripture and get in your heart the power and the importance of us understanding what we're to do with our finances. Come on. Oh, don't get quiet on me right now. Last week, y'all backed the brother up. So don't leave me out here by myself this week. Can I get a love thumbs up on, online this, this, this morning? Amen. But today I want to talk about finances, and I apologize because we're four months in, and I'm just now getting into this. Because this is a truth. We see this. I've seen it and watched it happen. So many reports after one after another will show that money is the number one reason for divorce and fights in marriage. Wow, they had another lover, all right. It may not have been a person, but it could have been another God. And they got involved with those things. And somewhere along the line, it caused division and separation. And this God, this little G, is destroying lives and families. I mean, it is destroying them. And it has brought what we see in Scripture, a curse upon God's people. And that's not what God's plan is for you. And I want you to know today, as we look at this, the blessing that I'm speaking of is bigger than just money. There's more to it than that because here's the truth. You can have a lot of money and not be blessed. Come on, look at Hollywood. Look at a lot of the places who have a lot of things and are still not walking underneath the blessings of God. But you can have this. You can have the blessing of God on your life. And this is his plan for us. I want to give you this morning two things that God has put on my heart. And underneath those two things, there are 24 sub points that I want to give you that uh, today... You will, no, I'm just kidding. It's not that many. But uh, I want to give you just two things I want to look at when it comes to finances. Again, because God wants us blessed. Amen? Amen. So number one is simply that. Number one today is this, that God wants us blessed. Amen? Tell the person behind you, turn around and look. I'm dead now. I say this. God wants you blessed. Amen? Come on, dead in the eye. That means you've got to turn around. Amen? God wants you blessed. Blessed. Now, this is what he doesn't want. He doesn't want you cursed. He wants you blessed. But he doesn't want you greedy. He doesn't want you selfish. He wants you blessed. And this is what God wants for you. He wants to prosper you. But what has happened in a lot of ways, we've seen this take place. We've seen people take the prosperity and the blessing that God wants to give them and then somehow turn that into something called greed. That's not God's plan. It's not what he wants for you. He wants to bless you. And also, this is the opposite. Is that not true? It's not not that you're more humble if you don't have much. Because there's a lot of people who don't have much, but they're prideful. 
I mean, there's a, there's a whole lot of people who may have a little bit. Man, they're the most loving, caring people. But there is also this. There are people who have a lot and who are blessed, and they're some of the most humble people I've ever seen also. So, again, this is what we're speaking of today. And I, and I see in Scripture over and over and over that God wants to bring a blessing into our life. Now, I hope you didn't do this. I hope you didn't, if you're new here today, I hope you didn't say a lot. If this is your first time, oh, man, another church. Oh, they preach about it around there with money. I mean, understand, four months in, finally getting around to it. Amen. So that, that's not the case. If you've seen this, well, I saw, man, the churches, they, they preach this stuff and they talk this stuff and it's got so messed up or whatever. I, I believe the same thing I said about the Holy Spirit is true here as well. That just because something gets misused and abused doesn't mean there's not a proper use for it. And there's not a proper way to do it. And in the area here of finances, there's a blessing that God wants to bring into our life. All of us, every person, every part of the family today, God wants you blessed. So this is how it happens. We surrender it to him. We give it over to him. I I heard a story a pastor was sharing, and it was baptism time. And we're having baptism in a couple of weeks, man. I hope you need to get signed up. And if you have been baptized and you've given your life to Jesus and Get baptized. It's, it's incredible. We have a celebration every time we, we baptize around here. But it, it was wild. The guy was getting ready to step into the water, and he was like, oh, my, my billfold's in my, my pocket. Hold on. And he takes it out, and the pastor was getting ready to take it and was going to set it aside for him so it didn't get wet. He's like, no, no, I'm holding on to that. He's like, well, hold on, bro. No, just. So he takes him, and when he went to baptize him, the guy was going under and as he went under, his hand came up out of the water and he held the billfold up above the water. I'm going to let that sit for a second. I'm going to let that settle for a minute. Because a lot of things we go underneath and surrender to God, but yet we hold that away and don't give that over fully and completely to him. So what I'm talking about today is this surrendering everything over to him. And I'm not preaching today this message today because I, the church is not struggling. Amen. It's, we're not. Matter of fact, we're blessed, highly favored, because we apply God's word the best that we can to the church. The same way we'd apply it to our individual lives. We put God's word at work and in action, and his word works. We're 100% debt-free as a church. Come on. Amen. If you don't know that, praise God. We're 100% debt-free right now, and we're saving towards the next phase that God would have for us. And in the meantime, we're still giving, and we're still spending and stewarding wisely. We're doing all the things God, God wants us to do. So it's not not we're hurting right now. So it's not like a pastor's trying to get some money. I'm not a fundraiser. This ain't PTA. All right, this ain't PTA. This is not the booster club. And we're not trying to like, that's not what this is. I'm not in no way. That's not my job or calling to raise finances. It's my job to do this, to train and to equip saints to do a work, to equip saints to become mature believers in him. And stewardship is a huge part of following Jesus and what we do with our finances. Now, we're living in a world system right now where, like, you have one political party blaming the other political party about where our world's at. Why it's so crazy, and this one's blaming that one or whatever. But here's the thing when it comes to believers. You operate in a different system, and it's God's system when you do it God's way. So regardless of what the world's doing, you can walk in blessing. Amen. We can have these things. And so God's word just says so much. Over and over and over, it says things about Scripture, about what we should do with our finances and our possessions. So again, I I love it. Robert Morris says it this way, pastor and author. He says that the Bible offers 500 verses on prayer, 
five, less than 500 on faith, but more than 2,000 verses on money and possessions. So again, I think there's again more faith, maybe not the word, but the Bible is a book of faith and grace. But it, it is wild, but God repeats things in Scripture. We see this over and over and over, how you'll see it. If God says these things in Scripture, it's because they're important that we should understand them. He also says it this way because, again, there are so many struggling in this area. But I believe this. I believe the greatest reason that he speaks in the area of finances because it is an indicator of our heart. That's why. And you'll see it again. Matthew 6, 21 in New King James says it this way. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And he says in the passion, for your heart, uh, for your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. And so we see this in scripture. And I believe this. Our heart connection, which is connected to love, loving and giving flow together. And I don't think you can do this. I don't, I don't believe that, that you can in any way. I believe you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And so again, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave a son. And so that's what that flows out of for us. And from the very beginning, Genesis, the book of beginnings in Genesis 12 verse 2, he said it this way, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Amen. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Do we understand God wants us to be a blessing, but we can't be if we're not blessed? Whoo, come on, amen. We can't be the blessing that God would have us be if we're not walking in that blessing ourselves. And so he shows us the scripture. He makes it so clear, and that is his heart. And that is the gospel. The gospel is a message of blessing. And we've messed it up. We've distorted it. We've added words to it. The prosperity gospel. Amen? You know, it's like, I get it. or the poverty gospel. And you have as little as possible. And still, you know, I'm like, wait a minute. The gospel is enough. Amen. The, all by itself, the good news that Jesus came from heaven and got on a cross and gave his life for us. That is good news for us. And that alone is good. And this is what God wants us to understand. He wants to bless us. And so like, if you're wondering right now, well, he don't really want to bless me. He don't like, no, no, no. He loves you. He loves you so much. And his purpose and plan is to do this in your life. And we let him again, it's a blessing. And again, it's bigger than money. Because, again, you can have money right now and still, again, not be blessed, not be walking in it. So, again, this is a blessing that God has shown us. Now, today, this is where I want to spend the bulk of our time in number two because this is how it happens. Again, number one, God wants us blessed. Number two is this. God also wants us to steward well. Whew. God wants us to steward well. So this is the question. What do we do with what God gives us? What do we do with what he has placed in our hand? And how we answer that matters. And what we do with this is so huge. And the stewardship, the word, I love it, it's a compound word consisting of two things. One meaning household or property. The other meaning manager or administrator. So this is what stewardship is. It's how we manage our household. It's how we manage our family. Amen. And so we are blessed. And so this is what you're going to have to do. This is three words and it's huge. And so again, getting very real today. And I believe this is going to help us and it's going to help some get people, man, walk out of a curse into a blessing by applying God's word today. I know it's so clearly in my heart right now. This is what he's going to do. We have to do this. We have to make a budget. Come on, somebody. 
We have to make a budget. And, and, I, and I sit down with couples and I spend time with them like, man, premarital settings. These are one of the things that I deal with in a premarital setting. Because I don't want them to go into marriage without knowing these things and seeing how important this is. But this is what you have to do. You have to sit down. And if there's more going out than there is coming in, there's got to be some changes made. They're just not. I mean, there, things have to shift, and you have to do things differently. So, so this is what this looks like. I'm going to give you today a way to kind of help you get started in this, to kind of help you down a road. Now, you can go as deep as you want to with this, all right? So, like, you can get, like, real serious when it comes to making budgets. You can be the, the guy who was, like, makes a spreadsheet has the app on their mobile device, amen, that does this, like XL, come on, double XL, triple XL, whatever, how deep you want to go, you can make a budget and you can go as far into this as you want to. You can do this Dave Ramsey style. You ever heard of Dave Ramsey? Amen, come on. Incredible ministry. He has some incredible teachings. He has something called Financial Peace University, a 13-week course that gets real. It gets serious. And man, it don't play, but it works when you work it. Amen, it's God's word and it works and, and it's, it's incredible. It's 13 weeks. It's funny, I always tell it this way. We, we will, when we've done this three times in the history of our church, week one, bunch of people in the room. <laughs> I want to be debt free. Hey man, I don't want debt cancellation in my life. Week four or five, about halfway, half people gone. Few were done at the end. One person singing all by myself, all by myself. Amen. In the room, all along, 13 weeks in. Because it's hard to do some of this stuff, but it works. All right. And he goes into stuff like envelope systems, like where you take stuff and you put an envelope, and once that envelope's empty, you done, Jack. That's all you got. So you don't, you don't keep going. And, and it's good, and I like it, and I, I encourage people to do it if, if, if you're geared that way. But I'm a more simple guy. All right. So I want to give you today a more simple approach to budgeting, putting finances in order. Again, this is just a base to get you going to help you put some things in place in this Bible, and I think it's real. And I teach this. It's the 10-10-80 principle. All right. 10, 10, and 80. Again, I told you last week, my math's not great, but that equals 100. All right. Okay. 10, 10, 80, it equals 100. And so this is what we do. What do we do with 100% of money that comes into our home? All right, how do we do this? Pastor, I've never done this, man. I was, this was never modeled for me. Nobody showed me what this looks like. What's the Bible say about this stuff? What should I do with what comes in? All right, let's look and see. We do it this way. Again, it's a 10, 10, 80. First 10 is this. The first 10 you give to God. Oh, can I get some amens from some givers in the house this morning? Amen. Matthew 6, says it this way. Seek first the kingdom of God. Him first, and his righteousness is all these things will be added to you. So it's a principle of first. It's where we do this. We give him his first. And again, it's all his. And so we just bring the tithe. We give it to him. If you've never heard this, if it's a church word, it's a, and it's, it's a word called tithe, but it's not just a church word. It's a Bible word. All right? It's biblical. And so this is what the Bible says about this. In Malachi chapter 3, powerful passage, it says it in, in verse 8 through 11. I'm going to read the Message Bible. Very easy to understand. Uh, wording. It says it this way. Begin by being honest. Hmm. So this is where it starts for some people right here. For some people, man, you haven't been honest in this area. 
You haven't been real. You haven't gotten serious. And you, and you thought nobody knew or you thought you could get by with certain things. How many knows God knows everything that's going on? So when it comes to us giving to him, it, it's not one of those things. I'm giving him my, my heart right now. I'm giving him my mind right now. Amen? I'm just thinking about it. No, it's an action that we do. And so we got to start by doing it this way. It starts it says, by being honest. And the question is asked, do honest people rob God? How do we rob him? But you rob me day after day, said, and you ask, how have we robbed you? The tithe and offering. That's how. Whew. I know it's going to get quiet in here, but it's okay. It means it's just sinking in. Amen. The tithe and offering, that's how. And now you're under a curse, the whole lot of you, because you're robbing me. Bring your full tithe to the temple treasury so that there will be ample provision in my temple. And test me in this and see if I don't open up heaven itself to you and pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. And I love this because I've experienced it. My pastors, you don't have any more room for any more money. No, I got some more room. Amen. If y'all want to come on, hook a brother up. I'm okay. You give me, I'll take it. But I, the blessings is so much bigger. I have the most incredible family, man. They are so incredibly, I'm just, I can't even begin to describe how thankful I am. I, I am I'm blessed beyond my wildest dreams by being able to pastor this church. I can't even just, it, I sit sometimes just like cry. I'm like, dude, he, he lets me do this. He called me and he lets me do this. It's just so amazing. I'm blessed beyond my wildest dreams. For my part, this is what he says he'll do. And I love this. I'll defend you against marauders and protect your wheat field and vegetable gardens against plunderers. The message of God of the army angels. Listen, he, he says in other translations, he will rebuke the devourer. And so this is right now, this is showing us scripturally that there is right now a devourer, there's someone who is out to rob from you, steal, kill, and destroy from you. That's the thing. And, and I, I've seen this, like, Pastor, man, don't you agree with me, man, and look, that, that, that you know, we're going to rebuke the enemy off our finances. And, you know, I'll pray that way. But God said he would rebuke. I'd much rather have him than you, as much as I love you. Amen? As great as I mean, as we are close to God. Amen? What would Jesus He says that he will rebuke the devourer for us. And so this is what we do. We just give him our best. We give him our first. And it's not like, you, I've seen like scriptures pull, you just purpose in your heart what you want to give. Listen, your heart's deceitful, the Bible says. It's messed up. So no, what he wants you to do is he wants you to, the purpose of your heart, the reason you do it, to line up with what God's word says. And so this is what he says about it. We give to him, we tithe to him. I know pastors, again, last week I said that there are pastors who have quit doing altar calls because it makes people feel uncomfortable. And that's true, many. Makes people feel uncomfortable, so we just quit doing it in our church. I understand this also. When you start talking about giving a tenth of your money to God, again, just giving it back to him, it makes people uncomfortable too. But it's the Bible, Amen. This is what he says. This is what his word says to us. And this is what he teaches us. In the Hebrew word, I've had people say this. Well, Pastor, I don't know if really tithe means tenth. Literally, in the Hebrew, the word tithe <laughs> means tenth. It, that's the meaning of it. That's the definition of it. It's the tenth part. And so this is what he does. But this is what, what, what I just like, man, this is so amazing. He says it this way. We're robbing from him. Not just because he doesn't need your money, all right? But he's robbing from being able to give us the blessing that he wants to pour into our life when we do this. 
I have three children and I love them, man. And there have been times where I have wanted to bless or do a certain thing, but because of a decision, I was unable to do it. And that's tough and that's heavy, but I've seen it happen. And so this is what he says to do. He says for us to give to him first. He warned, he says, don't let that little G. Money is a great tool. It's a horrible God. Amen? And so this is what we have to learn. And he said in Proverbs 3, 9, he said it this way, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So we give to him first. We give it to him, I mean, very first way. We're not modern yet in our giving angel and I. We haven't text to give yet. We're not having arrived, all right? And so we, we haven't even done the online giving. It's awesome as it is. Both are great. We still write a check. But I tell angel, I said, I want you to give it to him first. I want to write that check to him first. Not because I'm like scared or it's like legalistic and I'm like, I got to do it or something's going to happen. I love him. He has been good to me. He's been so good. And I want to walk in obedience to his word. And I promise you this, God will do more with the 90% than you can ever imagine and do with the 100% if you try to keep it all for yourself and do this. So again, this is a blessing that he wants to bring. So you have to come to a decision where you do this. All right, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe. I'm going to give to you. I'm going to give to you first. I'm going to trust you here. And we could do it. This morning, I got hit with two. One came in before they even knew what I was speaking on. And said, man, that God just blessed them in a way and allowed them to be able to pay off their house supernaturally by getting a blessing that come into their house. I'm like, come on, man. That's incredible. And their words was this. Their words were, don't tell me tithing don't work. And I said, I'm not going to tell you that. Of course it does. Amen. And, and again, another one after church. I told them this. Last time I believe I told them this was like a year and a half ago. And, and, and they, they came up. They said, Pastor, we started applying that. And today we're walking in a certain area of freedom. And man, they shared for the first time they sat in church in 25 years with a freedom that they had never encountered before in a place where, again, there was just freedom to hear and celebrate God's word and what he does. So we do this. We give to God. All right, and again, testimonies after testimonies I could share. I've heard it. I have my own, and I've heard the opposite as well. When somebody doesn't give, they say, well, I can't afford to. It means you may have to steward differently. You have to budget differently. But what we want to do is this, be obedient, because it produces a blessing in our life. And again, above that, I'm, we don't have a whole lot of time, but 2 Corinthians 9.10 says it this way. This is an increase that he brings. Supernatural, again, happens when he, we do this. He said in verse 10, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower, bread for food, supply and multiply. We talked about multiplying last week. One chases 1,000, two puts 10,000 to flat. Multiplication, same multiplication happens naturally, supernaturally. He said he multiplies the seeds you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. And again, it's when we've stepped up and given above and beyond that we see God just produce supernatural things. And I love it. He puts it in the picture here again of an, an increase happening. I don't know if you know this about corn. And uh, corn is, it, it, there is a, when, when you take one seed of corn, put it in the ground, it produces, uh, you know, again, kernels of corn and, and stalks of corn or whatever by the seeds that are put in. One ear of corn has 500 to 1,200 kernels on it. And that started with one seed. So again, the multiplication happens in our life. And again, blessings in many different ways. So again, we do this. We give to him. Multiplication things happen. God blesses when we give to him first. All right? So tell your neighbor, man, I'm giving. I'm doing it. I'm giving to him. Amen? So we give to him. Second 10. All right? 10, 10, 80. Second 10 is this. Is that we save. Come on. That's a... 
We save. We, we, we put some back. I would have loved, again, I sit down with couples and teach this early on, saying so walk in doing stuff different. To save, to put some back. I, I wish I'd have had someone tell us this early on. We didn't have it. We did this. We gave to God 10 and we lived off 90, baby. Amen. Come on. Amen. And, and it was times that I was like, man, again, God always supernaturally showed up, but there was like miracle times. I was like, God, you got to do a miracle. He did it. But I don't believe he always wants us to be waiting on a miracle all the time because he says scripturally things that we should do as well. And that's save. Now, again, he doesn't say save 10%. So I'll just let you know. I want to stay, stay true to Bible. But he says to save, to have a plan in place. Proverbs 27, 12 says this, a prudent person Sees trouble coming and ducks. A simpleton walks in blindly and is clobbered. Amen. They suffer the consequences. Again, so we do this. We make a plan. We put a plan in place. Because here's the truth. In life, stuff happens. Things break. And so again, just stuff goes down. Things happen in our life. And when we've done this, this is how this works. We've taken away a tool of the enemy. Because, again, the divorce, the fights, the frustrations, the things that happen when something goes on and we're sitting there going, man, how am I going to make it? What are we going to do? You know who you take it out on? Those closest to you. Those in the room with you. Those under the same household. So we start looking at this. We start looking at it and we start saving this. We start saying, we're going to put some money back. We're going to start saving. And this is what I believe happens. When you save and when you give to God, he's going to bless you. I've just, again, I've seen it. This is what it does. But he doesn't want this. He doesn't want that money to begin to become our God. 1 Timothy 6, 17. To all the rich of this world. Again, that's, I believe he wants us to be blessed. To all the rich of this world, I command you not to be wrapped in thoughts of pride over your prosperity. Don't get wrapped up in the pride. Don't let that be the God. Don't, don't let that thing happen. Or rely on your wealth. We don't rely on that. For your riches are unreliable and nothing compared to the living God. Amen. Trust instead in the one who lavishes upon us all good things, fulfilling our every need. Amen. So this is a blessing. And so again, we want to save, but we don't let the wrong motives creep in when we do this. And again, some of those are just simply this. Some of this is that we measure our success by our bank account. Oh, I drive this. I live in this thing right here. Yeah, yeah, you're paying on it still, you know, whatever. But, and, but, or not paying on it sometimes is the case, you know, and uh, just, that's another story. But listen, don't measure yourself. And if you are paying on it and you're, you're like ahead of the game, man, you, you do an extra payment each year. Again, don't let your success come from that. That's not true success. There's a lot of people, again, have stuff paid off. They're not successful. Don't let this, don't let your security come from this. We've seen what's happened in our world around us. Business is closing down. Things happen. And before we know it, stuff shut down and, and, and we're in bad times again. Don't let the security come from that. And finally, the most important, don't let it happen because of the love of money. Again, don't let that be the God. Verse 10 of 1 Timothy 6 says this, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Amen. It's the root of all kinds of evil. For some which have stayed from the faith, straight from the faith, and their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Listen, it's not again the love of money's root of all evil. Or the money itself is the root of all evil. It's the love of it. So don't let that be the thing. Psalm 62:10 says this: if riches increase, don't set your heart on them. 
So again, I believe God wants us blessed. And again, we're saving ourselves. We're avoiding fights, but we do this again because we want to walk in obedience. We want to have a plan in place. Dave Ramsey says, man, live like no one else. So that one day you can live like no one else. Amen. So you may have to do things differently. You may have to live a different lifestyle early on. But again, God wants us to do it this way. So we do this. We give to him first. We put some back. And that leaves us with 80. Now this is, again, you can take us deeper. But the 80 is this. How do you budget that? How do you live off of that? What decisions do you make with this? It means you've got to do this. You've got to spend wisely. All right, you got to spend wisely. You have to sit down again, maybe make different choices about what's going on in your life. Look at things. And you do this. You don't get yourself into a place where you're using credit cards to pay those bills. You let somebody else pay it, and you're like, I'm going to pay them back with all this interest. Man, it's never helpful. It never works. Man, we're seeing struggles like that in our government today, in our world today. Again, trying to dig out from previous decisions, man, from manufacturing money that was never there. I mean, so we see this, and again, it puts you into a place of bondage. Proverbs 22, 7 says it like this. It says, the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. Do we see this? That when we live in this lifestyle, having these things, man, I'll tell young couples sitting down, I'm like, man, you don't have to keep up with anybody else. Don't think like if you buy a home and you have this home, again, it's a blessing. Don't think walking in the door, every room has to be furnished. Everything has to happen early on. Man, I and I, our first home, man, just this little, very small home. It was a, it was a three-bedroom or about a, I don't know, two and a half maybe. I don't know if we could count one of those as a room. We counted it. Three-bedroom. Amen. You know, I was like, I'm going to decorate. One of these is going to be a gym, man, for me. You know what that gym was? Push-ups. Amen. That was my gym. Amen. Dumbbells. I mean, because, again, we, we didn't have all this stuff yet. So, again, do this. Make decisions and, and, and guard against these things. And so this is what he tells us. We have to make good decisions. I've been told this. Pastor, like, you're real tight. Yeah. Pastor, you're, you're tight white. And I've heard that word. I hate that word. You're tight white. I'm not, no, I'm a good steward. Amen. And again, this last scripture, he says, man, the bar becomes a lender slave. And so again, this is what happens in our life. So we don't do this. We don't try to keep up with someone else. We don't, we're not trying to live it and, and do these things. And then real practical when it comes to marriage, if you're a part of a, of a family unit and you're not by yourself, I want you to understand this. Every decision that you make is not just about you. When you got married, you're making decisions now for a couple. When you have kids, you're making decisions for them. You're making decisions for grandkids and future decisions. So we guard ourselves against this. And so we do it this way. We have to examine how we spend money. We have to use words. And this is a, some people say, this is like a cuss word when it comes to, 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 you know, when it comes to finances or whatever, buying things. Sometimes you have to use the word, no. It's not a necessity. So, again, you have to make those decisions and understand the importance of this. And so, again, make these decisions. Go into these things understanding this, understanding, again, that what you're doing when you walk in obedience to God, it produces a blessing upon our life. And this is what I see God do. This has been my prayer this week. Man, it's been, like, heavy on my heart. It's like, God, release a blessing over faith renewed. And I'm like, and I'm going, man, God, we are. And, like, we are, truly are. But it was like, man, my prayers is for every part of the family. 
Every part of the family, every unit, every part of this family that makes up faith renewed. Whether you're in house with us, you watch online every week, you're a part of us. We want the blessing of God to be on your life. And again, it's bigger than finances. It's greater than that. We want the blessing of God to be released on your life. And if this is your heart, you want the blessing of God on your life, I want you to stand to your feet, if you would, this morning. And as you stand to your feet, just take a moment and just close your eyes. And just begin to lift up your hands right now to the Father. You're saying, I want the blessing of God on my life. Now, for some of you, listen, right now, man, financially, you're doing well. And that area is not, you're like, man, I need another blessing. I need a blessing maybe in this area. I'm doing okay here. I need this. Whatever it is that God wants to do this, he wants to bless your life. He wants to release that over you. So his hands are bowed and eyes are closed in this room. I just sensed this morning, first of all, what God's put on my heart in the area of finances. We want to see that curse broken off of your life today so that you can walk in the blessing that God has for you. So again, we're going to see this. We're going to see the blessing be released in your life and the curse be broken today. And so listen, if it's finances, first of all, just right where you're standing, if you just need a financial blessing from God, lift up both hands to him right now. Yeah, just lift up both hands. Nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, just nothing to be ashamed of. God, we want the blessing that you have for us, Lord, as your children. Lord, we want that Malachi blessing. God, we want it, Lord, it just is beyond our wildest dreams, God, that just releases over our life. God, I thank you right now. I thank you. I've seen you. I've watched you do it, God, over and over. So, God, we just release the blessing over your people right now, God. Thank you, Father. Just as your hands stay raised right now, for some of you, it's not a financial blessing that you need, but there's another area of blessing right now that you just need from God. And this is not coming to God like, give me this, give me that. No, that's not this. It's just as a son or daughter, coming to a father, coming to a mother, and just receiving the blessings that he has, she has for her children. So, Father, we just thank you right now. It's just that for you, any area of your life, you need the blessing of God over your life right now. Lift up both hands to him. Yeah, we just release it right now, God. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, the curse right now is broken. In the name of Jesus. I mean, we're going to be dealing with generational things in this series. But listen, I just even sense it right now, him wanting to do that. For some of you, this got passed down. You, you, you're repeating what you saw. And so listen, God wants to break. He wants to begin to do something new in you in different areas. So Father, I just thank you right now for the release of blessing. Thank you for it, Lord. Yeah. If you want the blessing of God on your life, you need the blessing of God in any way. As, as our prayer team begins to just gather certain areas throughout this room, they're going to be in both corners beside this stage. They're going to be in the back of the room, the sides of the room. You can step over to them, but listen, I don't know, I just sense this right now. If you want the blessing of God, as the prayer team begins to move, I want you to move with them. Just begin to step out. If you just want the blessing of God in your life, any area, finances, emotionally, family situation, physical body right now. You need the blessing of God in your life. Step out with them as they come. And can we just, just kind of maybe just build this area right here? Yeah, just kind of just build this front area. If you just want the blessing of God, and when you get here, just begin to lift up your hands to them. The worship team is getting ready to release this. I'm telling you, man, there's an anointing on this song. There's an anointing over this team right now for this. And there's going to be a blessing released in this room right now. Yeah, there's going to be a blessing released over this room right now. We're going to see God do more beyond our wildest dreams right now. We're going to see him begin to release some things of our life. You're going to see turnaround. You know, we're going to see turnaround. Some of you are like, man, I, I, how, do I, how does this happen, Pastor? Just begin to step in faith. Trust him. He works. Let him tell you, he works. He works. He's good. He's true to his word. Yeah. 
So Father, we just thank you right now, Lord, for every hand that had been raised, for every person who stepped out and began to gather. And as this worship team ministers and releases this song in the atmosphere, God, may you release your blessing into our hearts. Yeah, in the name of Jesus right now. Amen. If you would, if you've came down for prayer, just begin to lift up your hands as the worship team sings. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.